0: just have that confidence that every single day you just go to work and if you go to work on it and you just have that unwavering confidence that it's going to work out it eventually will two years ago we were in a very very bad spot financially and now i'd say we're one of the most profitable solar companies there are
1: welcome back to another amazing episode i'm your host des costa and today i'm speaking with cody vabel Cody is the CEO of Suntria. He stepped into this role when Suntria was a failing company and helped to bring it to success, achieving 350% revenue growth in 2022. The key to his success is having a heart-centered approach and focusing on providing long-term value for his customers. Keep listening for more. Cody, I want to thank you so much for coming on welcome to the show i'm so excited to learn more about you and your story listeners today we have cody vabel here the ceo of suntria thank you so much for coming on cody
0: appreciate it happy to be here
1: amazing so let's just start off simply and you tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do in a nutshell
0: yeah, so I'm the I'm the CEO of Suntria, and I've got a wife of 18 years and four wonderful children, and just um trying to trying to build and develop a a great life for everybody that's around me.
1: That is beautiful. I love that. How did you get started as an entrepreneur?
0: So I started at uh, 19 years old, um, knocking doors in Kansas City, Missouri, selling alarm systems and. Kind of fell in love with sales through through that process, um, you know, just the, the ups and downs of sales, and um, just kind of figuring out who you are as a person and um, growing grew and developed in my career with um, alarm sales, and ended up being the executive of sales for a large company called Vivint Smart Home. Um, went through four different transactions with them and um, took a six month. Retirement and then uh, found found this venture backed company to go and um, resurrect and build with them.
1: Amazing. Um, I want to definitely dive deeper into that, get more granular. Um, Where did the idea for your company or organization come from? So how did you know I want to go into this out of everything else that you may have, you know, touched uh, upon in business?
0: Um, there's a, I, I actually, the, the company Centria is owned by a, a venture capital fund. And they, they had hunted me on LinkedIn because of my past in sales. And um, I had a few different opportunities after six months of retirement wasn't my thing. And I, I felt, I felt really good about uh, the opportunity with this with this fund in Centria because uh, they they cared a lot about the employees and a lot about the customers. and so um, i I knew whatever I did next. I wanted to um, make sure that we we're taking care of both of those.
1: okay, I understand. So did I hear that correctly that you were actually retired for a couple months and then they reached out to you via LinkedIn, and you just love the principles and what they were doing to help and service people that that brought you out of retirement mode and enough for you to become CEO.
0: Yeah, that's correct. I had six months of uh, driving the kids around and and being pretty bored, and so <laughs> they kind of found me at a, a week a week time. But yeah, I mean, it's really really important to us that we take care of our our customers, our employees, and we've been able to set up the company. With future future products and services, we're going to be offering where we feel that we can we can help with um, we can help you know people go green, people save money on um, on on their utility bill, but we can do it in a, a more cost effective way with the stuff that we're working on. So that'll take care of our customers. We want to give them a wonderful customer experience. There's lots of customer, There's lots of solar companies out there. Um, that that care more about the money they make than they do about the customers. And, and we feel like it, it starts with the customers and then um, that takes care of us long-term.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important. And, um, you know, especially in that industry, many different industries, in fact, people are, you know, sometimes plagued with the idea that uh, certain businesses are scams or, you know, you don't meet the right type of folk, but um, I love the fact that your business is forward with people first and, uh, you know, making sure that you offer the highest level of service first. So I want to get into your business model a little bit deeper. How do you generate revenue? What does that look like? What are some of the offerings that you have?
0: Um, we generate we generate all of our business through uh, commission based salespeople. They all um, do it different ways, whether they're um, using lead gener- online lead generation or knocking doors, collecting power bills, um, giving quotes that way. Um, and we we provide an awesome experience with the customers. And long term, we we have a lot of stuff in the works that we won't be able to talk about yet. That we confidently feel like we're going to be able to, through the technology that we're working on, give our customers um, the best solar systems at the lowest price over the time that they have the system. And so a lot of that comes with technology and knowing a lot about our customers and then, and then delivering a great customer experience and having that relationship with our customers. We're going to be able to um, help them with lots of other products and services that will save them a ton of money over time.
1: I hear that. Amazing. And you've already touched on the fact that you guys have uh, certain technologies, maybe certain softwares that you guys use. We'll dive deeper into that in just a second. Going back to when you first started out as an entrepreneur. Now, this can be talking about uh, your role as CEO in Centria or it could be just the beginning of your journey in business overall. How did you get your first customer? What did that look like?
0: Um, my, my first customer was knocking doors. Um, I, I did, a, I did a, a few weeks in Utah. I was recruited in Utah to go do sales in the summer in uh, Kansas City. I'd never moved away from Utah. And I had knocked, um, knocked a bunch of doors in Utah and was able to have some success in Utah. And I thought to myself, wow, if I can sell alarm systems in Utah, where it's safe, I'm going to go to Kansas City and crush it. <laughs> and I showed up in Kansas yeah. City. I showed up in Kansas City and honestly got my teeth kicked in for the first couple of weeks. And um, yeah, it was, it was a, it, it was definitely a a moment where I, you know, I was, I was two weeks in sitting in a park deciding if this was for me or not. And I remember um, taking a long walk across the park and thinking, should I, should I, uh, should I quit? Should I go home? And looked at thinking about all my other options. And the one thing that, that kept me out there and kept me grinding through the through the adversity was my parents told me that they didn't that they didn't think it was a good opportunity. And so, I, uh, being the the prideful kid I was, I said to myself, "There's no way, there's no way that I can go." Back and show them that they were right. And once I made that firm commitment, you know, everything kind of fell into place and the sales started flowing. I started really enjoying what I was doing.
1: Wow. So, definitely a humbling moment for you, but it also firmed up your resolve in what it is you were out there set set out to do, really. Um, How long did it take you after you got out there to generate your first sale?
0: I, I, I went into it thinking that I was going to sell for a week. I mean, for a day and my first week I only sold three. I don't remember how many days it was until I got my first, but I only sold three the first week, three the second week. And back then in 2004, I mean, that was only, it was a hundred dollars up front per sale, so I'd made like 600 bucks in two weeks. I was making more than that working for my dad. Um, and so uh, but once I made that firm commitment and and was all in, I was off the fence. There was no option. I wasn't quitting. If my parents asked me how it went, I was just going to tell them it was awesome. Even if I was broke, I was just going to yeah. figure it out. My worst week after that was seven.
1: After that, your first, uh, your worst week was seven sales in one week. Okay. Yep. I understand that. Okay. Um well, thank you for diving deeper into, you know, that journey of yours and you really answered the question as well as how you would handle uh, rejection, how you handled that first taste of not things not going the way that you expected it to. Um, great. Now I want to talk about kind of the flip side of that. How are you successful? How do you make yourself successful? So my first question in that area is what does your typical day look like? How do you make it productive?
0: Um, my typical day is get up in the morning. I usually get up about four 5 and, and get a good workout in. Um, I, I if I'm in if I'm in Utah, I, I love to have breakfast with the with the kids in the morning and I always like to take my oldest two to school to help the wife out. We have four kids in four to Schools, So if I'm home, I like to get that knocked out in the morning, spend some time with them, make it a little easier on her. And then um, after that, it's it's right in right into meetings. I usually um, structure my day so that I'm I'm spending um, each day specifically with uh, a department um, and I'm and I'm helping and, and looking into What they're accomplishing and how, you know, where their pain points are and where our greatest opportunities are inside that department. So any department that reports up to me, um, we usually spend, you know, a few hours um, a week um, going over where they're at, um, where the greatest opportunities are. Where can we save money? Where do we need to spend money? um, You know, what staffing issues do we have? Is it a technology issue? um, How can we create more efficiencies to help everybody do their job better?
1: It sounds like you've built a lot of structure around not only your family so that you are able to balance your work life and your home life really amazingly, but within uh, interdepartmentally with your company as well. So you have those blocks of time that you've set aside. Fantastic. How do you bring your ideas to life now as a business owner, as an entrepreneur? You know, you may have these business, uh, you know, ideas that come about. How are they brought to life? Do you have a specific process for that?
0: So I, I told myself um, early, earlier on in my career, I had a really good um, gift of discernment. Like I was able to really identify, you know, what's important and I followed my heart a lot. Um, with decisions that I made in, in the way that I structured my business as I was growing sales at a multi-billion dollar company. And uh, the, the last three years of being at that company, being publicly traded, um, we were forced to think a little bit more about the bottom line and the spreadsheets. And, and we stopped thinking um, with the heart and, and caring. And I saw a, a shift in, in productivity. And so I told myself after retirement that I was going to I was going to follow my heart on everything. Um, and if I felt good about it at one point, I would make sure that I made note of that. And, and, I, and I was going to follow it and know that if I felt good about it, then it's meant to be, and we're going to make it happen. And so we just, we followed that. If we didn't feel good about a good uh, finance company that everybody was using and was the hype, then we wouldn't do it. Um, if we felt good about something, we followed it. And we've just, we've followed that that philosophy um the entire time, and it's put us it's really made us stand out. we We had an amazing year of three hundred and fifty percent growth in um, in our recognized revenue in twenty three when you know over two hundred solar companies filed for bankruptcy. So uh, I mean to answer the question, it's just it's it's following the heart. Don't do what all the hype is out there. do what, do what you feel is best for the business. and um, you know, you got to say no a lot, and everything works out.
1: Yeah, I think having a heart centered approach to business is such a such a foot forward because so many people are making decisions solely based on the money or, you know, follow the money, which is great as well. Definitely need to follow what the numbers say. But what does your intuition tell you that can put you ahead of? Certain fluctuations that may happen in the economy, um, you know, COVID being one of them in the world. So uh, I love that approach. All right. Um, random question, but I'm interested to hear your answer on this. What's one trend that excites you?
0: I mean, the thing that that excites me the most that doesn't really—I guess it kind of has to do with business—is I love—I love to fly. I'm a pilot. I bought a couple planes and just absolutely love to fly and give people the experience of flying private. You know, I love—I love to take people um, up in the air that have never been on a small jet and um, give them that experience. Take them, you know, somewhere golfing to a game. Um, and that's kind of what I look forward to. Um, once we transact Suntria, we're shooting for a 2027 transaction. I'm going to start a, a nonprofit for um, taking people that are near end of life, you know, maybe cancer related stuff or you know, old whatever it is, um, and, and give them those types of experiences through uh, through aviation.
1: Wow, what a once in a lifetime opportunity for some people that you'd be able to bring to them. That's fantastic. I love that. You guys do, uh, quite a bit of community outreach in Centria currently.
0: Um, we're working, we're working on some stuff. Um, we'll be able to talk more about that in a, in a couple months, but, um, okay. uh, going through, uh, my career at Vivint, we had an awesome organization called Vivint gives back where we would do lots of trips around the world and, and, and help people and, um, it's a really, really important thing to me that we're we're working on having that program built out inside Centria right now.
1: I am so looking forward to seeing how, you know, the, the future of that and that project grow. So, fantastic. Um, now, what's some advice that you would give your younger self?
0: I would say the advice, and I've always been pretty smart with money. I haven't lost a lot. I haven't given money to people that have stolen it. Um, but I wish I was a little more educated early on in my career when I was, you know, started making money. Um, I wish I would have been a little bit smarter, spent a little bit less, invested a little bit more. Um, and so we are making that a big focus with our employees to give them opportunities to invest um, an an aggressive 401k plan, but also other opportunities um, and coaching to, to help people make better decisions with their money.
1: Great answer. Yeah. I mean, I think I hear that quite a bit on this podcast as far as what people wish they would have been able to know when they were younger. It's that money management or just knowledge, things that we don't necessarily learn in the General education system that we all go through. Um, so definitely important there. All right. Tell us something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. This could be business related or not.
0: Uh, I would say I would say in, in a, um I think a lot a lot of people disagree with my philosophy on um, the way that things are with interest rates. A lot of the solar industry is um, they're they're looking to sell solar for the wrong for the wrong reasons, and they're looking to um, PPO products, leases, PPAs products that um, look better on paper for the customer right now that aren't better for the customer long term, and we've been able to just stick by the principle of we're going to give the best solar system to our customers at the lowest price over the time that they have the system not now not the immediate And so oh, a lot of companies in this space outside of the space and a lot of people they're very focused on the now and we're more we're more principally based on uh, over the lifetime of your solar system and so um, I get a lot of a lot of fight, especially with sales on that. Um, but one thing that has held true is we've been able to take care of our customers at a better at a better rate than most companies that offer TPL products. And we've been able to um, make sure that we have money and funding to pay our employees, which we've had zero layoffs, we've had no issues. And so, sticking by that principle, I think gives us gives us a, um, a leg up on our competition.
1: Interesting. Thank you for that insight. Now, is it more so the idea of instant gratification versus that long term, you know, customer lifetime, uh, you know, making sure that they be set for the long run versus just being able to um, instantly collect that money up front, but not so much focusing on the future?
0: I I, honestly, I think it's just laziness on sales part. I think it's laziness on companies part because they just don't take the time to really understand the economics of what the customer is getting into with a TPO product versus a loan product. And if they really understand, you know, these customers are going to have these systems for 25, 35, 45 years, you know, what makes better sense for them financially and companies and salespeople need to um, be good enough people to give the customer what's going to save them the most money over time not now
1: got it okay thank you for that as an entrepreneur what is the one thing you do over and over and recommend everyone else to do what is that one golden nugget that gives you the competitive edge that you recommend to other people?
0: I mean, I I think the most important thing is to, you always want more. You never get to, you never get to a point. Um, well, I don't think you do. I haven't, I've been very successful, been very blessed. Um, I don't think you ever get to a point where you think, all right, I made it, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna relax. Um, I think that it's it's important to just learn to love the process of getting better and enhancing and enriching people's lives, and you're going to do it over and over again, and you're never going to get to the point, and we shouldn't get to the point where we're just we're, we're we need to be satisfied with our efforts, but we need to not be content to the point that we we just stop because when we stop, then that's when we get that's when we get sad or we feel. Um, and it doesn't even have to do anything with money um, money's a byproduct of of putting in time and effort and building and, and helping people it's just a byproduct but at the end of the day success is progression um, and people that are constantly progressing in their career and their lives and their families those are those are the most successful people and a lot of times money they do have money because of that but the true success comes from the progression.
1: Yes, the consistency, the even the slow progression, um, as long as it's progression, then at the end of the day, that will compound. Absolutely. A um, couple more questions for you here. What is one marketing strategy other than referrals that you're using that works really well to generate new business?
0: Um, our best marketing strategy right now is door to door that's where we that's where we get most of that's where we're getting most of our customers in business right now
1: the good old fashioned door to door so that's like your number one marketing source
0: number one marketing source right now we don't spend any we don't spend any marketing dollars as of now um outside of just straight commissions so some of our groups do lead gen, online, lean gen, um, and that's that's starting to pick up. Um, but it's a it's a lot more unpredictable. And where our salespeople are on commission structure, they they tend to lead uh, lean towards something that doesn't cost them money to get the lead. Um, and then they um, even though you know they might not get as many leads, they at least they've got their cost under control, and they can still make some good money.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's very
0: very predictable model.
1: I see. Um, are there any kind of uh, pieces of software or web services that you folks use within this process that really ties it all together?
0: Yes, we've completely we've completely redone our entire our, our entire CRM so that we're tracking lots of stuff for our customers so that we can retarget them in the future and again give them the lowest cost solar um and provide them the best experience over the time that they have solar. Um, And then we're also working on some really good technology with some apps that will make it so customers can get real time quotes right there on our website. And they can order their they can order their solar system right then and there without even having to have a representative. We're also building technology that will give um really good visibility and KPIs for our salespeople on on how many leads they need to get. Um, to close um, what that looks like and um, just lots of lots of tracking lots of data tracking
1: okay um are these CRM and other softwares are these uh, willing are you willing to kind of give them away to listeners right now or are they more so proprietary at this point
0: Um, most of our most of our uh, our customer-facing apps and, and our, our sales-facing apps, that's all proprietary that we're building ourselves. Um, and then we, use, we do use NetSuite as our, as our CRM and source of truth for all of our financing, accounting, and project management.
1: Okay, great. Amazing. Um, cool. Next question for you is, what is the toughest decision you've had to make in the last few months?
0: Oh, I mean, every day is full of tons of, tons of decisions, but I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't say that any of them have been really, really hard in my opinion. I mean, it kind of, you kind of go into a failing company knowing that there's just going to be a ton of crap. And so you don't really be affected by, I'm not really affected or feel like anything's been really too, too challenging or, or making hard decisions. They've just felt right. And so, they feel right then they're easy
1: yeah exactly it should feel easy um all right so that is the maybe some of the more tougher decisions what has been your most satisfying moment in business
0: i think the most satisfying point and it's not like we've had like these moments where i'm like this is the moment but you have a lot of those moments where you you see people that come in you see employees that come in and you know you you can see the the level of security that they have in their job and um we push people really really hard um so you, you you see that you can you kind of build people into this um sense of security but also um the confidence that they get from being pushed and, and know that they're in a home where they can, they can grow and develop. I mean, we grew 350% last year and we're looking to do it again this year and the next year and the next year. So I would say the most rewarding thing for me is just seeing people have the opportunity that they've had here and seeing people with a good attitude and a good work ethic um, really be able to excel in their career and with that comes better pay and some of it's life changing the other part that i love we've been doing our our stock options workshops with our with our uh, employees recently because everybody that everybody at, at centria has the opportunity to um, own stock options so when we transact they can they can get a, a a buyout, and and those those moments are really special when you see people grow and develop in their career, and you know that there's an end in in sight, and you've done it before, you've done it four times, and the fund's done it forty four times. You know that you're going to give these people that are putting in you know the time and the effort and the um you know to take care of our customers that they're going to have that payday. Uh, you know that's 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 pretty special. So we're just working hard towards that every single day to make sure in twenty seven or twenty eight or whenever it happens that everybody um, feels really, really good about what they've accomplished and what they've built here. And um, you know they they get they get a piece of that financially as well.
1: Yeah, that definitely sounds like a satisfying moment for you to see your people move up. And not only that, but just in a more human aspect, the payout and being able to take care of their families and and improve their lives and do whatever they need to do. But that's all just it sounds amazing. And I can see why that is a satisfying moment. Oh, right. I have a couple more questions for you here. Some of them are going to be a little bit more sporadic. Um, So. Let's see here. What is the best $100 you recently spent? What was it, and why did you buy it?
0: So I actually didn't. I I, I carry I carry a ton, and I I kind of learned this from the founder of um, Vivid and, and a few other people that I've worked with to do the same thing. But I carry I carry thousands of dollars with me in my fanny pack everywhere I go, and um, <clears throat> just just. You know, finding people at at restaurants that you just, you know, that are they're hardworking people and just handing them a hundred dollar bill and, you know, that that that's a that's a very very um, rewarding thing for me. So I always have cash on me and um, always looking for somebody that looks like they're in need of that extra hundred dollar boost in their life. And so that's where when you say a hundred bucks, that's where I pass out a lot of hundred dollar bills every week.
1: I love that. And I'm sure they definitely appreciate that, especially um, our hospitality and our service industry workers. Love that. Um, okay, another random one for you. What is one business idea you are willing to give away to readers right now? If you had to start a different business over today, what would that be?
0: Oh, geez, I haven't ever, I haven't even, even thought about that. The only thing I've thought about starting is, um, I've, I've got two boys and they really, really want to be, one of them's very, um, very into, um, you know, design type stuff like architecture stuff. He's always wanting to, uh, you know, draw stuff and just has a very creative mind and then Tucker's more of a hands-on type of a, a guy. So, if I was going to start a business um, one day with them, because of my knowledge in the construction world, um, with Solar being a construction company, we, um, I would love to, I would love to uh, have a business with my boys, um, building, building um, in the construction world, whether it's multifamily, um, you know, commercial space, you know, those those types of things, I could see that being a really really fun thing to do with them.
1: Yeah, family-run business, bringing everybody's strengths and interests together. That definitely does sound fun.
0: Well, and I honestly I honestly think in the, the construction world, it's not. I mean, I've, I've built a lot of stuff. Um, I'm building my hangar right now uh, for my planes. And one thing I've noticed is I haven't ran into a construction company that is very well ran yet. You know, mm-hmm. they always... They always say that they're showing up. They never show up. prices change all the time. they have they don't really have anything very so I think there's a lot of opportunity for innovation in the construction space to give customers a better experience. Um, and also you know when where there's a, there's a lot of opportunity where there's inefficiencies and there's tons of inefficiencies in the construction world. Nice,
1: okay, great insight. I don't know maybe we'll have to look out to see if you know down the road you and your boys do end up starting that company that'd be that'd be amazing. Um all right what is the one book you recommend our listeners to read and why are you a reader?
0: Um I'm more of a more of a simple reader. Um I'm it's kind of funny because I I I'll have moments where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of struggling with this. And then I'll find a book that has to do with that. And then as soon as I get what I need out of it, then I I don't even finish it. But um, a a couple of my favorite books that are pretty basic that I really like to go back to is I really love people. So I love How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And then I also love um, a a really short read um, that just reminds me that you know whatever you think about is you know kind of comes kind of comes to fruition and it's called the strangest secret by earl nightingale super super old book very very basic but i really think success um it, it is basic you 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 go to work every day you have a smile on your face you have a good attitude it doesn't mean you have to be fake but you just have that have that confidence every day that if you put in the work And you have a good attitude that's going to work out for you. And anything that comes in your mind that is not going to help you fulfill that mission, you just push it out. Um, And so I love those two books because I love people with How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's it's an awesome, awesome book. Um, And then The Strangest Secret is just very basic um, and helps you get back to the fundamentals of you become what you think about. If you think you're going to suck, then you're going to suck. If you think you're going to be great, you're going to be great. Um, Forcing yourself to, um, yeah, just put those two into practice, I think is life-changing for anybody.
1: That's great. Yeah, thank you for those recommendations. I'll definitely have to uh, pick that up, pick those up. In fact, the second one you mentioned kind of sounds like the philosophy of think and grow rich a little bit as far as I understand from what you said there. Um, so I love that. Um, definitely also appreciate the fact that you mentioned, you know, it's simple, these, these uh, books are simple reads, but the fact that you mentioned that business and the fundamentals of it and the fundamentals of success should also feel simple, I think also goes back to what you said about how it should feel easy. It shouldn't feel so difficult all the time. It should feel simple, and that'll lead you to success. Would you agree with that?
0: yeah, it, it's it's cra- I'm so I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I'm in right now because the the guy that runs this fund that owns some Tria, yeah, um, he isn't he's not phased by anything. I mean some of the products and services that we're working on right now, people would think were crazy. Um, jumping into this environment, and one one thing that we're working on is a product that that really will blow people's minds if we pull it off. And, and I say if we pull it off, I mean he is so confident that there's just no way he's not we're not pulling it off. Like we are we are building this product that's going to be life changing for the homeowners. Um, and so just. He just has that confidence that every single day you just go to work, and if you go to work on it, and you just have that unwavering confidence that it's going to work out, it eventually will. And I've seen it happen on the sol. I've seen it happen on the solar business. You know, two years ago we were in a very, very bad spot financially, and now I'd say we're one. Of, if you go by a percentage basis, we're one of the most profitable solar companies there are, and we um, have done it with no debt, zero debt. So. um just just awesome to see that just the work that you put in day in and day out you know eventually pays off if you don't try and cut corners
1: yeah and I think it does uh make a difference when that leadership that good leadership trickles down from the top to the rest of your your uh family your team so I think that's amazing that you know You have that, and there's that unwavering belief in the fact that you guys are definitely helping people. um, And, you know, that I'm sure your entire team can feel, and the morale in your company also is impacted by that. Fantastic. couple more last final questions for you. Um, Next one, what is your favorite quote, and do you know who said it?
0: Oh jeez! i I, um, I I actually heard a quote that I've been talking about lately, but they always they always um, they always change. but uh, listening to a podcast by the the founder of um, L'Oreal I think it's like a makeup company or something. I don't know. I don't wear makeup, but um, she said that rejection is God's opportunity. And I think a lot of people get so down on themselves when they're rejected in a relationship or they're rejected in um business or whatever. I mean, I helped build a com- I helped build a company that went through four transactions of over $10 billion of enterprise value. And I got pushed out of the company. And so, you know, you you know, at that moment I could feel sorry for myself or whatever, but that rejection put me in this opportunity where we now have. We went from 40 employees to 700 employees and we've created life changing money for some of these people. And so you just got to always remember that rejection isn't it's it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. It's setting you up. It's protecting it's protecting you from something bad that could possibly happen in 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 that in that situation. It's hard to look at it that way. But had I stayed where I was in the career that I was, I was dying inside. Um, And so that rejection um, put me in a situation where I've never been happier. I've never been happier in my career, never been happier with my family. So.
1: I love that. I think that's a hard truth to really wrap someone's head around, uh, depending upon what their mindset is. It's almost as if you're kind of needing to reconstruct reality a little bit. Um, The connotation behind rejection is so negative. But if we could only spin that, that we see it more so as a door being closed, but then three doors perhaps as options being opened. uh, And that's, you know, definitely a better way to see it. And you're living it. So I love that all right we're down to the wire last final questions what does the future hold for your business i know you touched on all the exciting things that some of the things you can't even say right now uh but from what you can disclose to us what does the future hold for your business
0: how we will be we will be a multi-billion dollar company that's uh that's what i'll say when i came when i came into it i was uh Hoping to be a billion dollar company, and um, we're definitely well on our way there. And um, when we pull some of this other stuff off, it 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 should catapult us to multi billion dollar um, phase. And I just love that we're we're doing it. We're doing it with people that I love to work with, um, and we're doing it with the right intentions and um, the right principles.
1: I love that. Here's a curveball. Have you watched any really good movies or TV shows in the last uh you know recently that you want to shout out to people?
0: That's funny because I literally can't pay attention. I try, but okay. I just I don't I make it like two minutes in. I'm either falling asleep or I'm thinking about something else. So no, I can't think of I can't yeah, think of anything. No.
1: That's okay. No is an answer as well. Love that. Okay. Well, um, If someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about Centria, how can they do that? What is uh, your website or social medias?
0: Um, Yeah, you can, you can look us up on um, any social media platform under Centria. We have, uh, we have our customer facing uh, Instagram and Facebook and we have our, um, our sales, our sales facing group, which is awesome to be a part of and, um, also, anybody could reach out to me at any time at cody.v at
1: Fantastic, Cody. Thank you so much for your generosity and your time and your wealth of knowledge today. You have been fantastic. I just want to say thank you so much. It's been a great experience speaking with you, and I just cannot wait to see where Suntria goes with everything, all the little nuggets that you've given us to what you expect your company to be in the next couple years. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Dez, you do a great job. It was awesome spending time with you and hope hope to be in touch soon.
1: Thank you so much for lending me your time today. If you found a moment of Zen through this episode, I kindly ask that you leave a review on iTunes so that this message might reach more people. For daily positivity and to join a community of awesome humans, follow us on Instagram at The Positive AF.